This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for checking things out. Thanks for listening and tuning in and telling your friends all about this, sharing these around on the interwebs. Speaking of the interwebs, I was reading an interesting article today on the Boston Globe. It's titled, I Was Wrong on Brexit by Niall Ferguson. Ferguson's a history professor at Harvard, a published author, and a commentator for the Boston Globe, Newsweek, and for others. He's a Scotsman living in the U.S., and he had opposed the movement for Great Britain to separate from the European Union, the the economic ties, as it was called Brexit. Big deal. Well, here's the first part of his article. Quote, The three words you are least likely to hear from an academic are... I was wrong. Well, I was wrong to argue against Brexit. That's pretty interesting. Now, certainly, he wasn't the only person to argue against Brexit. There were many who feared there would be an economic catastrophe for the Brits if the Leave vote won. Well, the Leave vote won, and there has been no economic collapse. But what's really interesting to me about this article isn't that Mr. Ferguson admitted he was wrong. It's that he was able to analyze why he was wrong. See, that's harder to do, but ultimately it's more important. Again, here's Ferguson, quote, But a bigger factor, I must admit, was my personal friendship with David Cameron and George Osborne. For the first time in my career, I wrote about things which I had my doubts in order to help my friends stay in power. That was wrong, and I'm sorry I did it. Close quote. That's stunning. I've never heard a journalist or commentator say anything similar to that for admitting his error and digging deeper to find out the cause of his error and admitting the cause of his error as well. I applaud Mr. Ferguson. There's no shame in being wrong. There's no shame in being wrong. As a former broadcast meteorologist, I can tell you that firsthand. There is no shame in being wrong. Every one of us is wrong at some point. Most likely, everyone is is wrong about something at least once a day. And that's okay. What's not okay is failing to admit when you are wrong. What's worse is failing to learn from it. Now, not only is it possible to learn from your own mistakes, it's also possible to learn from mistakes of other people. And and you can learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make those exact same mistakes too. It's something I've tried to do all my life. I admire people who are able to do it. See, when I was in junior high, my older brother was in high school. His curfew was midnight. Okay. Well, he'd come sneaking in around 1230. But mom was waiting up for him. As soon as he'd open the door, the fight would begin. They'd, they'd continue fighting over his missing curfew until about 1.30 in the morning. Every week. This I mean, just happened time and time and time again. He never learned. I did. By the time I was in high school and driving and going on dates, I had a curfew at midnight as well. Now, did I make curfew? 
<laughs> no, 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 not even close. But I had learned from my older brother's mistakes. And at 1130, I would call home. Hey, mom. Yeah, I, I'm okay. Just want to let you know where I was. I'll be home by one. Seriously, it worked. I would often get my curfew extended by an hour or two just because I bothered to call home. And when I would walk in the door, I wouldn't have to sneak in. I'd, I'd walk in with the keys jingling because mom was sleeping. She knew where I was, wasn't worried. See, you can learn from other people's mistakes, and if you do, your life ends up being better or easier. If you really learn the lesson well, you end up being seen by others as being more trustworthy. You see that? If you're able to learn from your mistakes and able to learn from other people's mistakes, you end up looking more trustworthy. Ferguson understands that. Again, from his mea culpa piece in the Boston Globe, quote, Such is the fate of those who admit error. Crow is on the menu and will be for weeks to come. The question now is, have I learned enough from this to be worth reading in the future? Close quote. Man, that's such a good and insightful question. Again, there's no shame in being wrong, but failing to learn from your failings will only lead to more failure. Has he learned enough to be worth reading in the future? Has he learned enough to be more trustworthy in the future? See, big media needs to learn from Niall Ferguson fast. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, Washington Post, USA Today, the AP, and yes, even Fox News. All of them got a lot about this election wrong. They got, they got them wrong for some of the same reasons Ferguson was wrong about Brexit. They were personally too close to the people in power and the people seeking power. George Stephanopoulos' history with the Clintons is just one example, but there are many more. Spouses and siblings of reporters and media executives work in the Obama administration or on the Clinton campaign. Those are conflicts of interest. The objectivity of big media is set aside, as Ferguson put it, to help my friends stay in power. That's what's happened. A great example, Jorge Ramos at Univision is guilty of that journalistic corruption. His daughter worked on the Hillary Clinton campaign. He was not objective because he was working to help his friends stay in power, or in this case, his family member stay in power. Again, he's just one. There are many others. People in the media, especially big media, who were friends with the people in power or family with the people in power. And what they wrote, what they reported, was to help keep those people in power, and that was wrong. There's no shame in being wrong. But when you've been shown to be wrong, failing to learn from your mistake is shameful. What's worse is deciding you weren't really wrong in spite of all the evidence. 
Maybe it's ego. Maybe it's fear of losing power and influence. But big media isn't learning from its mistakes. They're gearing up to repeat them. For example, why did the Washington Post write a story with no name sources stating that the CIA believes the Russians hacked the DNC to sabotage our election? The FBI doesn't think it's true. And the NSA, which probably knows for sure, isn't saying. It's unlikely that those hacked emails had any real effect on the outcome of the election. Clinton's belief in her blue wall of Democratic states caused more damage to her election than Podesta's emails did. How about this? The fake news stories. It's part of the same excuse making. The press is reporting on fake news because they can't admit they got the real news wrong. There wasn't a single made-up news item this election cycle that had any measurable impact on the election. Not one. However, there was a fake news story that every big media outlet told as real news that did change the outcome of an election. Not this one, not the one in 2016, the one in 2012. Every big media network repeated the lie told by their friends Barack Obama, Susan Rice, and Hillary Clinton that the attack against our consulate in Benghazi, Libya on the anniversary of 9-11 was the result of a spontaneous demonstration against a poorly made YouTube video no one had ever watched and not a well-coordinated terrorist attack against our government that our government failed to prevent in a country we helped lead into chaos and barbarism. That was the true story. That was not the story that got reported. Benghazi was a failure of government, a failure of leadership, and ultimately a failure of honesty. If the press hadn't reported that fake news story as if it was real news, or if they had reported the real news and then questioned why their friends and family members in the Obama White House were lying to them, it would have changed the outcome of that election. That was a mistake. There's no shame in making a mistake. There's plenty of shame in failing to admit mistakes, failing to learn from mistakes, and then repeating those same mistakes in the future. This whole Russian hacking fake news meme isn't about learning from their mistakes. It's about covering up for them or about covering up for their friends and family members they were trying to keep in positions of power. There is a lot of shame in that. So what happens if someone you know makes the exact same mistake over and over and over and over again? You bring their mistake up to them, you suggest they do something different next time, only to have the exact same mistake made once more. Would you ever trust that person? If your buddy never checks his blind spot while changing lanes on the freeway, are you going to let him borrow your car? Of course not. You'd be an idiot to trust someone who can't learn from his or her failings. And that brings me back to the most important line in Mr. Ferguson's story. Quote, the question now is, have I learned enough from this to be worth reading in the future? In Mr. Ferguson's case, I'm willing to bet on yes, I will read future articles of his and reserve judgment until I understand whatever point it is he's trying to make. 
But ask yourself the same question of big media. They got this election wrong. They got the reasoning for why they got this election wrong. At this point, the big media hasn't learned enough from this election to be worth reading or believing. People don't trust the media because the media isn't trustworthy. And instead of trying to understand why they aren't trustworthy, they're pushing back against criticism and holding up excuses, and they're calling those excuses reason. Maybe big media won't ever learn from their mistakes, much less the mistakes of others. And that would be a shame, because Americans really do need the fourth estate to be honest and effective as a check and balance against the government. During the past eight years, the press has been enablers of the Obama administration, not emancipators of the people. But they don't see it that way. And maybe they never will. We will all suffer as a result. But maybe it's too soon to expect such an epiphany from the press. Maybe the wounds are still too raw to touch, too painful to look at. After all, it's been about six months since the Brexit vote. It took Niall Ferguson, an Oxford graduate and Harvard professor, six months to understand and admit his mistake. I would bet he's smarter than most people in the media. Maybe the media will learn from its failings before the next election. Maybe. Then again, my expectation of fair coverage and ethical behavior from big media might just be me making the same mistake over and over and over again. I have believed the big media before, and that turned out to be a mistake. There is no shame in making a mistake once, but not learning from your mistakes. Well, that's why the old saying goes, Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, AmericaOnPar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning.